get it ramped back up, right? That's cool. So good to see y'all. Good to be here. Right, man, it's good to be here. And here's the thing, gang. Here's the thing is that you have walked into a safe place. I want you to take just a second and look around and, and eyeball people. I'm a T. <laughs> I want you to continue to do that. She's hiding. There's no hiding Mama T. Because here's the thing. A lot of times what happens is that we will make a place, an address, bricks and mortar, the safe place. And it just ain't so. It's the people that come in. So I want to give you a little visual before I stand you back up here in a second because I want you to follow the eyeballing each other up with uh, just to slow your heart down just for a second and allow all of our hearts to connect with one another through Christ. That's why you're here. And the thing is, is that the common ground that we have here tonight is that we all got here on purpose. And really deep, deep down, the main thing that walks you through a door is that you know that inevitably, especially in this place, you're going to get loved on. They are hearing of your faith. <laughs> and so if you've come in and the drawbridge to your heart has been wheeled up, I'm just asking you to uncrank it just a couple of notches. Because see, here's what happened. If you're anything like me at all, the very thing that I desire, a lot of times I deflect. Here's an example. I absolutely desire and need you to love me. No doubt about it. Need words of affirmation, pats on the back, rubbing old bald noggin. Go get them, Bibbo. And a lot of times I had learned beforehand that I would deflect it by just saying, giving it the Christian cliche. Oh, uh, that's okay. Oh, come on. That's okay. That, that's just, it's all God. Yes, it is all Him. But when I deflect it, I don't drink it in. So I can be around you all day long, and until I say thank you, and until I drink it in, I will leave this room malnourished. Gang, uncrank the drawbridge to your heart. Leave this place filled up. Leave this place having had you a drink of love from one another that is coming from Jesus Christ Himself. Amen. Now, last thing before I get you up. It's a safe place also because there are times that we have been scorched by people who have said this name Jesus. I have been a scorcher. <laughs> I know how it is to scorch someone. And I know what it feels like to be scorched. Been on both sides. Maybe on both sides before the end of the evening. It is not my motive. <laughs> so what I'm asking is that we start to trust each other's heart and saying, you know what? I want the very best for you. I, don't, I may not necessarily know how to help you in that, but I do desire the very best for you because see, God made you on purpose. And so when we realize that and when we start bringing all of our individuality, all of our uniqueness together, and we start moving together as a body as we'll see today, big things happen. The landscape of our community will not stay the same. And we're seeing it through your love right now. 
And it's amazing to be in your presence and to be able to feel that and to feel others come in and say, man, you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> so it's awesome. So take time. Everybody stand up for a second. Learn another name here in just the next two or three minutes, okay? I'm drinking it in. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, boy, how are you doing? I forgot about that. Yeah, she's good at night. Way to go. Hello, Mary Catherine. It's so good to meet you. Hey, Lord. Hey, Lord. Hey, Isn't that cool? How you doing? My name is Larry. Larry, I'm Mike. <laughs> All right, here we go. You want play for it? No, it's okay. Hey, here we go. Stand up here. Say, Mike. I said, "What the way I got? Let's talk about smart this time." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. How are you doing? Doing awesome. Doing awesome, man. I'm so stinking glad you're here. I told Fredo, I said, I told, I texted him, mentioned to make sure that he knew that that TV wasn't watching him. Oh, it was. <laughs> Believe me. I don't know what I'm sitting down. Ten minutes. I'm out. Yeah. I get it. But, I, but I'm doing something all night long. It don't matter. We're doing it. Yeah. I know. Hello. Love you, man. Mama too. Mm -hmm. So much. Alright, here we go. Yeah. Joseph's gonna pray for us. Here we go. Thank you. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for all you've given us. Hi. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for all you've given us. Thank you for this wonderful time that we have to worship you tonight. And please help us through our week and help us get through and um, help all the kids in school. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 All right, for all y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> all right. All right, here we go. Let's go, gang. Strap it on. Open up your book, your screen, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to go ahead and read the anchor verse. It's going to be the anchor verse for us for the next two or three weeks. So let me go ahead and read that. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. For those of y'all that were here last week, isn't Pop cute? Yeah. Yes. Isn't it cute? Come on. If you weren't here, you missed it. He's a peach, man. And I know he, he shared with you last week some of, the, some of the things that he believes and why he believes them. He started sharing with you too about life. So we're going to tag on that a little bit over the next few weeks. So this is the verse that we're going to hang on to for a little bit. And it's 2 Corinthians. Paul's writing it. And Paul says this, Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this new way, some of your translations may say ministry, so therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this new way, this ministry, we never give up. 
or we never lose heart, or we don't get discouraged. That's some of the meanings behind those words. So as I read that, and if I'm seeing that there's a new way, i got to go back and try to figure out what was the old way. What's he talking about? Remember, we've always said that if you see a therefore in Scripture, that you go back to see what the therefore is there for. So we'll do that. Go back just a couple of pages or flip over on your screen. and Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. To set this up just a little bit to let you know, this is the second letter that Paul has written to this people in Corinth. Alright? Now, Corinth, the population of that city at the time would be like Nashville or Memphis for us. About 600,000 people. And gang, the people of Corinth would meld into us beautifully. Or, we would meld into Corinth pretty easy as well. If you went to Corinth in their day, you would see a lot of trade. It was on the water. It wasn't that far from it. So you'd see a lot of hustle and bustle going along as far as people buying and selling goods. You would see people that absolutely loved their stuff. They had statues all over the place. You know, They just absolutely loved their lifestyle. If they, if they were here today with us, they would be all over Instagram. They'd have Twitter accounts like crazy. They'd scroll and just be all over the place. We'd be melding together. And so Paul now is writing to a group of people that is a mixture. I think we have to remind ourselves of that because when people started believing this guy named Jesus, it wasn't like they just turned into robots. Remember for thousands of years, especially if you are a Jewish person that started to believe in this guy named Jesus, you had lived your life, your dad had lived his life, his, your granddad, your great-granddad, your great-great-great-granddad had lived a life a certain way. You had lived it by a certain set of rules. You had lived it by a certain set of do's and don'ts. And if you stepped out of that, well, you were scorched. Right? And so every year you had to go and you had to pick up animals and you went and you, and you sacrificed them, right? You guys remember that? And so that's who Paul's writing to. Now he's also writing to a mixture of these Jews and Gentiles that are coming together and saying, look, we want to live our life and follow the way of Jesus. That's what Jesus was about. When He was making disciples, He was teaching a way of life. Remember a couple weeks ago, we, we threw the books out on the book? Jesus didn't have the books. He is the book. Amen. Right? And so He's showing everyone a different way of life. He's going, guys, let's do it this way. And so Paul's writing a letter. Now get this. Put yourself in Paul's position. You have been tasked to communicate to a people about Jesus, about walking this, this life of Jesus, and you're going to write a letter? Now, I'm not naive enough to think that all 600,000 people in Corinth believed in Jesus. But what if it was 100,000? And He's going to write a letter. And He's going to send it to them and that's going to get communicated. Does that seem a little daunting to anyone besides me? Wherein today we put it out on email, 
We put it out on every social media that we can imagine, and I still get texts. What time are we meeting tonight, Bilbo? <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> I really do. And then I go and bash my head up against the wall. <laughs> about that just for a second and so you, you got to ask yourself well how did he get it done well here it is look at it it's in 2nd Corinthians it's in 13 I'm sorry 3 sorry about that look how the look what the letter looks like verse 2 says the only letter of recommendation we need is yourselves your lives are a letter your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Verse 3, I love this. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. And He's starting to tell them this game has changed. Can you imagine that someone would come up and say, dude, your life is a letter of Christ. And that's what he's telling these people already. He's saying, now look, I know you're struggling with it. But let me help you here. So he keeps going on. Alright, so look at this in verse 5. He said, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Look where the qualification comes from, gang. It comes from God. Where does the enabling come from, Bibbo? Well, it says it right here. Verse 6. He, God, has enabled us to be ministers of His new covenant, His new agreement. Gang, that word minister there also is defined. It's not minister like you think. If, you're, if your mindset of minister there is someone that is paid, that stands up here like this, it's not it. Someone that waits tables. It's someone that serves. They didn't have those paid positions when Paul's writing this letter. Remember, Jesus came and got rid of the paid boys. He said, I am fulfilling this. I am empowering you with Me. There's no need to go to anyone else except Me. And Paul is writing to a people group saying, look, come on, remember. Remember, I'm going to repeat myself here. Remember, this is a new way. Let's go on. He said this, He has enabled us, verse 6 again, He has enabled us to be ministers of His new covenant, His new agreement. This is a covenant not written of laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death. But under the new, the Spirit gives life. The old way with laws etched in stone led to death, though it began with such glory, and it did, that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face, for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. And so here he goes, he's starting to transition, he said, shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? Have you ever asked yourself that question? How do I determine I'm operating in my flesh or in the Holy Spirit? It's a constant battle. But the Word says over and over and over and over and over again to be led in the Spirit. How am I determining that? Hold your thought. 14. 
Skip down to 14. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed. How, class? I need to hear you say that. How is the veil removed? Alright, so now I've got to figure out what is it that I believe in Christ? What's the veil? So here's the... Here, go ahead. The veil is what kept us separated from going into God's presence. Amen. In the old way. Right? And so I've got to believe that when they're reading this letter, that there was someone there, there was probably several there, that after reading the letter, that maybe... Because when they had the letter, they would, they would hand it around. So, man, pass that around to all the homes. Make sure everyone that's meeting in their home reads this. And so I'm pretty sure, maybe, I'm not 100% sure, but I would think if I was on the scene, that if I had been living a life a certain way, and I'm getting this, and it says that by me reading the old... Now remember, Paul had read Isaiah like crazy. He was a student of it. And he's saying, it's new. And so every time that I'm reading this old and trying to implement that, I'm stuffing the Spirit and I'm sewing the veil back together. I'm putting the veil back over. And so he's saying, these hearts are hardened. And so let's go on here for a second. It says, for the Lord is the Spirit. Verse 17. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God, of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Goodness! And so I would have the letter. He would give it to you and say, Hey, Bibbo, go hand that to some of the other people in the, other, in the homes. i go, okay. And if I'd been living a certain way, I'd be turning it over. I'm just going to make sure he read everything. I sure don't have any shoulds or don'ts or do's. And where are all those? All he was talking about is the Spirit of the Lord. And there's freedom. Right, what am I supposed to do with that? I'd start handing it to somebody else. What do you think? Jeremiah? Whatever. I don't know why that name came out. It sounded appropriate. Yeah, don't you think they had some of those conversations? How do I how do I live in the spirit? Some of their hearts, are, you know, we ever talk to someone and we got an idea about how to maybe approach a, a certain person or people. It's out in the community, and we got this great idea and we want to do it, and someone goes, "Well, I won't ever work." We've done that. Well, maybe it wasn't for you to do. God's telling me to do it. Maybe that's why it didn't work before. You weren't the one that was supposed to do it. Maybe I'm the one that's supposed to do it. I'm going to try it! Anybody want to go with me? And a lot of times, you go by yourself. You will go by yourself a bunch. Don't you listen to the response of people. Listen to the voice of God. He's with you. 
You see, the thing is, is that Paul is helping them own their faith. The old way, it was structured. It was set. You knew exactly what would happen. If you pushed this peg and it went down, you knew what was going to happen. And you had to hit every one of them, gang. And Paul said, Jesus fulfilled the law when He said it is finished. Those words are in red. Paul had an experience with Him. Therefore, he believed. And when he believed, he said, I've got this new way. And when he believed, the veil of his heart was torn away. And all he could do was just, and just absolutely try to get you to jump in with him. What about us? You see, 2 Corinthians, we're back at it. Chapter 4 says, Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this new way, this ministry, we never give up. We never lose heart. We don't get discouraged. So, what's the new way? And what's Bib doing? You must need money. No, I need her phone. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Time out in the ball game. So what's the new way? Give me a chance to get this. Y'all think I'm gonna do a foot washing, don't you? <laughs> no, I know somebody. I, David, way to go! All right, let me put some of this down. Love you, Bill. See you, baby. You're not gonna see that many barns right there, gang. <laughs> Can we say freedom? Yes. Freedom. Freedom. Don't we'll let that define us. Anybody else all wigged out? Anybody? Gully's wigged out a little bit. ML? She's going like, that gummit. My brother. I'm going to kill him when I get home. Hey, gang, it's okay. Come on. Don't, don't drag out in here. Don't drag that in here. We're about to do a new way. Yeah, Deb, you hold this. Alright, look. Let me get all these down here. Welcome to Pooville. Will you hold, the, will you hold that? Alright, I, I want to use this as an illustration. I don't know how it's going to come off. It's not my responsibility. God said do it, so I'm going to do it. I believe most of us, most of our worship barns, most of our places of worship start out like this. They're small. And so inside are people. And they come in, and, and I don't know what the purpose of them getting together is, but maybe for a lot of them, there's something that they maybe think that is missing. We, that's what we did. We, we said, look, we're going after the people. We're going, and we're going to throw dollars out in the community. We're not going to keep them. And so we start small. But maybe for some, when you start small, so we got right there, you start to get a little bigger. More people start to come. You see that? Isn't that cool? So you keep saying, hey, y'all come on in here. Get on in here in this poo bottle. And we get have to get a bigger poo bottle. Shampoo, that is. 
<laughs> so we get to this size, and we got even a little, it's about the same size, but we change our paint, we change our color, because see, some that are in the bottle are already grown weary that they're in the bottle. So we got to change a little bit. But we have aspirations of being here. So we go from here and then we go, well, look, here's what we're all about. This is the temple of Suave. <laughs> and, and Suave, this particular temple, loves ocean breeze. If you love ocean breeze, then you come to this temple of Suave. But then there's others out there who say, well, I don't really, I, I don't know if I like temple. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like that temple. I, I've been in that temple before and I didn't like the smell of it. So, but there's other temples. And so we have this temple called Daily Clarifying. <laughs> Suave, but clarifying. Not too far from each other on the same street. Church named Suave Street. Different barns. People coming in. Lids are open. Coming in. Beautiful color. But I don't know. Holding that one. This one wants to make sure that there's no flaking. <laughs> They're going, you know what? It's all good to be about volumizing and about ocean breeze, but... But they're flaking. And so I, I, how about we start one that says no flaking. And so all the people that are anti-flakies come into this barn. They're starting their new way. It's their preference. But here's what I think where we miss it a little bit. You see, God poured His Spirit out. And what happens is that we start getting into our temples of Suave or Pantene or Selsun Blue, and we're all about what we do. And so the old boys, every once in a while, when Ocean Breeze steps out and they go, they hear a message that hey, you're supposed to go out there and go get them. And bring them back into the bottle, please. <laughs> so we do that. So they go out and look. Oh, they pour themselves out and... They get out there and they run into someone that's got daily clarifying. Conditioners out there and they get out there with daily clarifying and they go, dang boys, did y'all see that? Did you see what happened when our volumizing got with the clarifying? Did you see that? Them boys got big out there and we cleaned them up. We make a pretty good team. Maybe we should join them more often. And then, they, and then the anti-flake boys say, well, man, don't, hey, wait a minute now. We got some guys that like to get in the game, and so we'll put a little of that in there. I love that color. That actually goes on my head. I know it's hard to believe, but I do flake. And so the anti-flaking boys get in there, and they go, goodness. The volumizing that is so clean now doesn't flake. It's complete. It's united. They're coming together. They're believing it's a new way. They're believing in the Spirit of the Lord and leading them and coming together. And so what happens to us is that every once in a while, the old boys will get so spent, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. 
And you say, well, how they, how they get filled back up? Thank you, baby. Mm -hmm. Just like this. It's one way. But the way that I'm finding that it happens most of the time is number one, is when we first stop competing and comparing. Will we please be a people that will stop competing and comparing with our brothers across this city? Please. If their barn is growing, hallelujah. Because it's another chance maybe that someone will come out of that bottle and join us and say, look, we're going out. You don't have to yet. Man, when you get ready, you come on. But we're ready. And that's what you're about. That's your new way. It's your preference. And it's not L'Oreal. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. When you come climbing out of your bottle, you represent Jesus Christ with others that are representing Jesus Christ. And so here's a cool thing that's on the back of every one of these bottles. I don't know if anybody's ever paid much attention to the directions. I do, just a little bit. For relief of itching and flaking. And it really works. All of these bottles, all of our temples, all of these, Say, pour a small amount in the palm. Lather up. Rinse her out. And what's the next word? Repeat. When do I ever stop? Do I ever get to stop that process? Maybe that's what happened to my hair. But doesn't that make sense for us to repeat the process of going out? And loving on folks in the name of Jesus and finding others that check the box of Jesus Christ and said, I'm done with it because you keep whooping me over the old way. Help encourage them to live in the new way. To repeat. Set them free. Because numbers are on our side that 64,000 of them have been whooped for long enough. And I'm finding when they get it, they're pretty doggone good. They're real doggone good. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to pour ourselves out here over Mama T. And others. You see, I can come in here all day long and I can say it's a safe place. But until I've experienced it, I'll never know. She, Hortensia, has let her drawbridge to her heart down. She faces a fate that most won't ever have to face. I'll let her tell you that when she wants to. It's her story to tell. But I do know what she's asked for and she's going to get it. And that's for us to pray over her. To live in this new way as she goes and takes these steps living in the Spirit of Jesus Christ. She will now know that words on the page come alive. 
that they're not just words on the page. There may be others. Man, if you've walked into this room and life has just pressed you in, don't sit there in it by yourself. Let somebody know. Drawbridges are down. So I think the gang's going to come up and play. First part of this, what this is going to look like is that, Hortensia, I want you to just stay right there and receive. I want others to, to gather around her as you are led.